Could you be in a toxic relationship and not even see the signs? This is far more common than you think. Today on Tamar's Relationship Transformations, your host, author, and certified relationship coach, Tamar Neal, will expose the less talked about, but nonetheless, all important aspects of unhealthy and abusive relationships. You'll learn how to avoid being in one or how to get out of one. The opinions expressed by guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the host or the show. Now, here's Tamar Neal. Hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. I am so excited. I'm not going to waste a minute of time. We have two very exciting guests joining us today. Today joining us is Dr. Dr. Shoba Srinvasan and Dr. Linda Weinberger. They recently released a book called Psychological Nutrition, which challenges readers to view their emotions through the lens of, guess what, nutrition. As psychologists at one level, but they do this also as women, with professional and familiar demands on their own plates, Dr. Srinvesen and Dr. Weinberger have observed how female colleagues, friends, and they themselves neglect their own psychological nutrition in order to please others and, and in doing so, end up in psychological starvation mode. They take their unique and extensive experience as forensic psychologists and turn their analytical eye towards how and why women strive to do everything and in the process risk losing themselves. Now let me, uh, allow me, So excited, y'all. Forgive me, you know. We live in a world today. The way the world is today, everybody feels like they need some type of therapy. You know what I mean? I have two forensic <laughs> psychologists. <laughs> Let me introduce you now. You're not supposed to be laughing on the show. I haven't introduced you yet. <laughs> now, they know you're, now they know you're here. <laughs> Allow me to introduce <laughs> these phenomenal psychologists. We have with us today Dr. Shova Srinvasan. She earned a PhD in clinical psychology from UCLA in 1986 and completed a postdoctoral forensic fellowship at USC. She is a clinical professor at Keck School of Medicine, works as a VA psychologist, and has a private forensic psychology practice. She co-authored books and authored numerous book chapters in the field of forensic psychology, violence, risk assessments, and veteran issues. Welcome, Dr. Shova Srinvesen. Thank you, Tamara. All right, now let me go on to the next guest. Dr. Linda Ede Weinberger earned a PhD in clinical psychology from the University of Houston in 1979 
and subsequently completed a postdoctoral forensic fellowship at USC. She has been the chief psychologist at the USC Institute of Psychiatry, Law, and Behavioral Sciences and professor of clinical psychiatry at Keck School of Medicine over three and a half decades. She is also the author of numerous books and publications in the field of forensic psychology, suicide risk, and violent risk assessments. Please allow me to introduce Dr. Weinberger. Good morning. Hello. Thank you for having us tomorrow. Oh, well, you're certainly welcome. It just happens to be afternoon here, but it may be good morning oh, somewhere. Sorry. Oh, that's okay. We're aired all over the place, so. Well, good afternoon. <laughs> I'm, good evening. I'm sure it's morning somewhere. So. <laughs> oh, well, let's get started. Dr. Shreen Vesson and Dr. Weinberger, and I'm not going to try to get these names again. We're going to use the first names. If I may call you by your first names. I have been reading yes, your book. Okay, I meant. Wonderful, wonderful. Okay, I have been reading your book, Psychological Nutrition. And not only is this book timely, it is going to help a lot of people, including myself. Please, who would like to go first? Tell us about your book and what made you write it. <clears throat> Uh, well, I'll go first, Anasoba. Uh, we began, Linda and I, uh, with psychological nutrition, thinking about how all of us have really become much more aware of the nutritional content of the food um, that we take in. So we thought, okay, people seem to be interested in controlling the nutritional intake of food, uh, why not try to control our psychological nutritional intake of emotions? So that's what psychological nutrition means, becoming conscious of what we put into our minds. Hmm, that's so and interesting. Go ahead. We also say that just like there's junk food, there are junk emotions. And these junk emotions just do not bring out the best. Huh. And you guys looked at it from a forensic point of view. I just love forensic psychologists. You guys just really just get into the, I can't even break it down, but you know what you did. But anyway, yeah. Dr. Linda, in the book you write about the concept of negative emotions, which you describe as high fat. What are negative emotions? Emotions. Well, in, hi, again, it's Linda. Negative emotions are those emotions that really don't serve a nutritional value for you. They really impact on your psychological functioning. Let's, let's put it this way. Negative emotions are like high fat, high fat foods. You eat them, and what do they do? They clog up your arteries. They that make you gain weight. They have very little nutritional value. Similarly, these high-fat negative emotions have very little psychological nutritional value. And what we are concerned about is decreasing our consumption 
of those high-fat negative emotions and because they're not good. And let's increase our intake of the positive, low-fat emotions that we consume. Yes, I, I started... I started reading this book. I don't mean to cut you off, but I started reading this book and um, I found out I had some high fat uh, phone calls that I received regularly. <laughs> so mm. I had to cut back on them to, you know, decrease some of those calories. <laughs> right. And so, <laughs> Dr. Shoba. No, go ahead. No, some of those negative emotions are like anger, anxiety, stress. Fear, jealousy, revenge, these aren't good for you. Positive emotions, the low-fat emotions are happiness, joy, contentment, excitement, stimulation. And when you think about your diet, which would you rather fill your belly with, right? That's true. That's so true. Now, Dr. Shoba. The book says that negative emotions clog your creative arteries and kill inspiration. How do they do that? Well, um, they do that by exactly what you were talking about, Tamara. Like you were saying, you had these high-fat phone calls, mm-hmm. and you're thinking, okay, you know what? i got to cut back on them. The reason you want to cut back on them is they take up a lot of psychological space and they're energy draining. Uh, when you are uh, engaged in or have a diet of these high-fat emotions, then they're uh, energy draining, they suck the fun out of your life, they're bad for you because they're high cost and they're low benefit. They're knee-jerk. It's easy to get angry. That, that's an easy emotion uh, to feel. It's a lot harder to feel calm and joy. That takes a lot more practice and discipline. Uh, because if someone offends you, your initial reaction is just to give way to anger. But the sure. thing is, this anger costs you. Anger drains you. So if you're um, having a diet of lots of high-fat negative emotions, it doesn't open you up to creativity. Because creativity really requires being in tune almost with a sixth sense. You know, with a positive kind of energy that helps you just start putting together things in different kinds of ways. Yeah, creativity is energizing, it's exciting, it may be hard work, but it uh, fills you uh, with a sense of accomplishment. But if your entire energy field is negative and you're just consumed by all these negative high-fat emotions, anger, resentment, jealousy, envy. How come I don't get a break? Everybody else is getting ahead. I I get nowhere. People are out to get me. Uh, I work hard. I don't get the race. Things like this, um, you end up blanketing yourself with really a psychological stink. And you you don't get people to help you. You don't help yourself. Creativity is out the door. Well, you just described some of the phone calls that I was getting, uh, the high-fat phone call, and I, and I noticed that I was being sort of dumped on. And by the time I hung up the phone, I was, I was so 
drained exactly mm-hmm. what the book said. That's why I said to, this book was so timely. I stopped answering my phone. I hope they're not listening to the show because I mean I answer, but I because I love them dearly. But you know I can't continue to be an, an enabler and suck up all the problems. You know I said I am really trying hard to mind my business. Please don't bring me all of your your business, your negative business. So with that being said, um, Dr. Dr. Linda, how does positive emotions open up your imagination? We have a couple minutes before commercial. Can you tell us how so we can end on a positive note with that? How does positive emotions open up the imagination? Well, when you're in a state of of happiness and contentment, and you're not feeling bogged down by all those negative emotions. You really are feeling energized, creative. You have a desire. To, you, you, you've got that energy that allows you to be motivated and to start to look at your life and think and see it in a different way. See your opportunities that you might not have seen before starting to look at things and taking chances that maybe you wouldn't have ordinarily. It's also this notion about thinking about out of the box, being creative, taking chances, looking at other ways in the world. And that, what it does is it unleashes all the potential that's within you that has never had an opportunity to come out and, and demonstrate itself, display itself, you start to realize you're a whole different person with a lot of abilities you might have never known you had, but it's there within you. It's all been submerged, and now it can come out and, and blossom. That is so true. Now, okay, on that note, we're going to take a deep breath. And a pause for a commercial break. Don't y'all go nowhere now, you hear? We'll be right back. This is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. For many years, while employed as a Baltimore County 911 operator, Tamar Neal found herself as the only help available for the caller on the other end of the line. While people experienced life-changing emergencies until the first responders arrived, she received a national diploma in emergency medical dispatch and became a certified relationship expert and multi-award winning author. Her articles have appeared in respected magazines and newspapers, and she's been interviewed by national and local media outlets. Visit TamarNeal.com to purchase her books, find out where she is appearing next, and take advantage of a valuable free gift. Tamar is also available for public speaking and life coaching. You can also receive signed copies of Tamar's books that are available only at the website. Visit T-A-M-A-R-A-Neal.com for more information or call directly at 888-503-1575. Tamar Neal's books are also available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and most bookstores. That's TamarNeal.com or call 888-503-1575. Build a better business, achieve that goal, make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. 
You are listening to Tamar's Relationship Transformations. To reach Tamar Neal or her guest today, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to relationships at tamarneal.com. That's T-A-M-A-R-A-Neal.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. If you are just joining us, we're having a live interview with Dr. Shova Srinvesan and the chief psychologist, Dr. Linda Weinberger. They recently released a book called Psychological Nutrition. I mean, if you haven't read this book, I'm sure, I I don't even know where it's available at, but I'm sure it's Amazon and Barnes & Noble and all those sites. You might want to go on now while we're on the phone, I mean, while we're on the air, because um, this book has changed my life. Now, um... It actually, that the book was written to challenge readers to view their emotions through the lens of psychological nutrition. Now, Dr. Linda, give us an example of, because you talk about people pleasing in the book. When I say you, I mean the both of you talk about people pleasing in the book. Give us an example of, of people pleasing. Well, let's talk about how how often women um, believe that they have to please others. Okay. And they go out of their way to do whatever they can to be supportive, to be helpful, sometimes to the extent of denying themselves their own needs, their own wants, their own feelings. And in this method, You know, in in many ways, when we think about this, women have been socialized to be helpful, to be nurturing. And that's part of who we are, too. That is part of our nature. That is a characteristic of being nurturing and supportive. But not to the extent of denying yourself your own personhood. And that's why when you are too helpful or too giving, you can get to the point where you become psychologically starved. Where are the positive emotions that feed you? You're so concerned about helping and feeding others, you forget to eat. And then what can happen is you can unfortunately get to the point where you are emotionally anorexic. You don't have any energy. You don't have any nutrition. You don't have anything to keep yourself going. Consequently, in this state of starvation, not only have you hurt yourself, but ultimately you may not be very helpful and supportive to others because you've become so drained, so absolutely drained. That's amazing because I know someone like that, a people, you know, a people pleaser that actually goes over and beyond and and it really, it becomes quite obvious to others as well, like, you know, and as I was also reading in the book, I'm like, oh my goodness, it becomes obvious that they're not coming from an authentic place. After a while, it doesn't appear, now you're the psychologist, that they're coming from an authentic place, like someone buying, uh, just an example, uh, someone 
misses a birthday that was in January and they run into this person in July and they and it's a child and they feel compelled to take this person birthday shopping. Yeah. Yeah. That, what is, what do you consider that? Well, you know, I th- I think you've just hit it on the nail, camera. It's like not authentic because it's not giving that's coming from a genuine place, but it's giving that's coming from yeah, you know, quid pro quo place. You uh, in your quote unquote generosity, the other person's going to think what a great person you are. You know, that's kind of what you're looking for. It, it, and it's so it's not genuine. It's not loving. Uh, it's giving with really a price tag, and giving um, in that way often quickly leads to resentment because where, you know, what did I get back? You know, look at look at how great I am. I went out in July and took kind of birthday shopping mm-hmm. spree. Now it's my birthday. I don't, you know, where's my shopping spree? So it's, right. you know, it, 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 it it's um, living in kind of a high-fat, resentful kind of, Area, and the other part of it that Linda was starting to to talk about, and that you hit on with the enabling issue, is what we call helpful Helen. And helpful Helen is someone who just overdoes and gets to a point where she really becomes a tool in her family. So she's just doing everything, and people are now looking at her as a tool. Uh, she's the one who drives people to their appointments. She's, she's the older daughter who's always taking care of the elderly parents, or she's, um, she's the breadwinner in the family for everybody. So her, in our example in the book, so her husband can go out and be an artist while she's kind of breaking her back doing everything. And after a while, people stop in the family interacting with Helpful Helen as a person because she's really become a thing in their life. And we say in our book, you don't go around saying thank you to things, you know, and say, thank you, Hammer, for being there for me. Thank you, uh-huh. Teapot, for being there, you know, because they're things that you use. So it's really not the other people and the family's fault. It's you, you know, if you've taken on that helpful Helen. Very toxic I like the role. way you broke that down, things that you use. Whew, that's deep. Oh, things that you use. And after a while, they feel used. Am I correct? Yeah. They start yeah, feeling definitely. resentful because they feel used like a teapot or, but I mean, there are things that you use. And if you're doing this with children, you're teaching these children the wrong thing. You're, you know, you're teaching these things, these children that you're about just gifts and being used. Yeah. And, and, and what happens is that you start to look at things as if it's your obligation to do this. You must do this. And you don't do it in a giving, loving fashion. Mm-hmm. You do it because you have to. And you start to resent it. And you start, and it, that, that starts to build within you. And that anger starts to, you know, really fester. And the next thing you know, you become very angry at people. You have a short temper. You start to feel worthless. And you have a, a poor image of yourself. You let yourself go in whatever way, because you don't even see any value to yourself. It's a pernicious, it's a terribly dangerous spiral you put yourself in. Hmm. Wow. Well, how can we, uh, uh, I guess I was on Dr. Shoba next. 
how can we identify if, if we are coming, if we're coming from an authentic place or if we are people pleasing? How can we identify that? Um, I think it's by looking and, you know, again, we're going to go back to the psychological, nutritional way of looking at it, largely because it's easy and it's intuitive. And when you want to change, you need something that's going to be like right there, a reminder of what you're doing wrong. It can't be too complicated. So what I would say is look to see how many times in a day you're experiencing high-fat emotions. And so if you're experiencing this anger, this resentment, this feeling put upon, feeling drained, because um, these are junk emotions, they get you into malnourishment, and you're going to feel psychologically starved. So if you're feeling burnt out, that's a good sign that you're really in these relationships more as a tool um, and not really getting psychological nourishment, largely because you're probably also consuming a lot of negative emotions because your your mind and your psyche are filled with these negative emotions. So we we actually ask people to do something called a seven-day snapshot, which is to, to look for seven days at the ratio of high to low-fat emotions. And we in the book, we give you a way to do that, but it can, that can be a very useful way to get a beat on where you are right now and also where you are with your relationships. Hmm, the seven-day snapshot. I was, I was reading a little bit about that, too. I didn't really get to get into it. But what are, what, what is, I mean, this, this is just so interesting. Um, you also talk about how and why women strive to do everything and in the process risk losing themselves. Can you give us a, a quick example of that? And we're going to be going to another commercial break in a couple minutes. Yeah, well, it's in a way, it could be like the individual, the helpful Hannah, who is, and, and not Helen, I'm sorry, Hannah, um, but the image is this. Let's just make it very simple. You are a woman who has children and you have parents. And the next thing you know, you find yourself sandwiched between trying to meet the needs of both. And you're so busy running around trying to help out your children, trying to be there for your parents. Uh You start to very slowly, but slowly, but slowly deny yourself and the time to look at your own needs. You just feel, again, all these obligations. And it's so easy to fall into that trap. And by doing so, before you know it, you're so emotionally drained, you don't have the energy to truly help either one of these groups. And you start to feel bad about yourself. Oh, my gosh, I can't be the kind of daughter I really want to be. I can't be the mother I really want to be. And so you can see how how this just becomes very, very circular. In so tr- insofar as trying to be everything to everyone at all times, it's an impossibility. It's truly, it's a false, false attitude to have. And it's dangerous yes. one. Yes, I've been there and done that. I'm exhausted just listening to all this stuff about myself. Um, we are going to <laughs> on <laughs> 
Okay, we are going, I'm telling you, we need this book. I need it. Okay, we are going to take a, I'm going to be a different person after I finish with it, y'all. We are going to take another deep breath and a pause for a commercial break. Don't y'all go nowhere now. We'll be right back now, you hear? Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For many years, while employed as a Baltimore County 911 operator, Tamar Neal found herself as the only help available for the caller on the other end of the line. While people experienced life-changing emergencies until the first responders arrived, she received a national diploma in emergency medical dispatch and became a certified relationship expert and multi-award-winning author. Her articles have appeared in respected magazines and newspapers, and she's been interviewed by national and local media outlets. Visit TamarNeal.com to purchase her books, find out where she is appearing next, and take advantage of a valuable free gift. Tamar is also available for public speaking and life coaching. You can also receive signed copies of Tamar's books that are available only at the website. Visit T-A-M-A-R-A-Neal.com for more information or call directly at 888-503-1575. Tamar Neal's books are also available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and most bookstores. That's TamarNeal.com or call 888-503-1575. This is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. You are listening to Tamar's Relationship Transformations. To reach Tamar Neal or her guest today, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to relationships at tamarneal.com. That's T-A-M-A-R-A-Neal.com. Now, back to the show. Hi, welcome back, everyone. If you are just joining us, we're having a live interview with Dr. Shova Srinvasan and Dr. Linda Weinberger. They recently released a book called Psychological Nutrition, which challenges readers to view their emotions through the lens of nutrition. Now, where were we? Who wants to tell us where we were? (laughs) Hmm. We were a little too helpful and to the point where, um, you know, you just, you do it out of not necessarily always love, but at some point it gets to being a sense of obligation. Right. Helpful Helen. Now, now yeah. I don't want to skip over helpful, helpful Helen because I, I just love that story. But you guys have a Thanksgiving story in the book that if you could please, if somebody could just share a little bit of it, because I loved it because there's so many people around Thanksgiving. Well, you know, we were looking at Thanksgiving, which can be a real crazy-making holiday um, because of all the kinds of expectations that come with it um, and a lot of other holidays that, you know, the package of which looks like it should be fun and loving. But if you examine the details, it's not at all. So in that example, we basically talk about somebody 
who um, is hosting the dinner, uh, has to have all this family, has an elderly aunt who is always critical and you know, and says mean, nasty things, but everybody kind of puts up with her because she's elderly and so forth. And this lady who's hosting the dinner does that, and she's bent over backwards to make special foods for this um, elderly aunt's diet, and um, the elderly aunt is very dismissive, calls it garbage, is, you know, thinks it's, mm. yeah, food's horrible, and um, the hostess yeah, explodes. She's always, she's always been holding in all of this stuff. She knows from the word, from the very beginning, that this isn't going to be a great Thanksgiving kind of thing, but she goes for it anyway. So you know, we use that as an example for people to start looking at situations before they get into it and actually make nutritional labels. That's the high to low fat content of that situation. And should it have a warning label? Should it have something that says, you know, this event's going to be hazardous to your emotional health? So maybe if you did that before you jumped into it, you'd say, now this year I'm not going to be able to host Thanksgiving. Uh, mm-hmm. We're going to do something smaller. You know? So, you know, you save yourself a lot of uh, psychological um, agitation you know, if, well, what, you, if you can do that. What if you love someone dearly and, I mean, after you do all your psychological homework, you find out that this person is really toxic to your health how would I mean you know and 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 this is someone that that's very you're closely related to that you really don't want do you just limit your time with the person or yeah as simple as simple as that may sound I mean when we when Shoba and I talk about this whole notion of looking at your relationships and situations that you encounter how do they make you feel? How, what is, what's, after you've had a relationship or have you, after you've interacted with that person, how are you feeling? Or during the time while you're interacting, how are you feeling? Hmm. Um, is it good? Is it positive? Now, sometimes if you find out that every time you meet with that individual afterwards, you're drained, you're angry, you have, you feel terrible about yourself, why are you? food that made you, and I don't mean to be too graphic here, but that made you sick, <laughs> and uh, you had a very ill reaction, would you consume it again? No. You would limit your exposure to that. You'd be very careful about consuming that. And it's the same thing with some of the relationships and situations we find ourselves in. So what do you do when you can't absolutely avoid it? Right. What if it's one of your children or something? My God, not that it's one of mine, but what if it's one? <laughs> we don't have these people who make us crazy. <laughs> so there's a lot of things you can do. Either you just say, what's the cost? What's the emotional cost to me to be in the company of this person? And is it going to be worse if I don't meet with them or, or if I do? And that's the first question you have to ask yourself. Then the next question is, if you decide that you do have to meet with them, well, how can you reduce the time of time you spend with them? 
maybe just reducing the amount of time you're interacting with this person could limit the degree of emotional negativity you're going to experience. Or maybe you just go in and you say, listen, I'm so happy to be here. I love interacting with you. We're going to have a great time, but I'm going to put limits on this. Let's not talk about X, Y, and Z. And, you know, so you're going to institute some sort of intervention so that you can have a pleasant time with this individual, a quality, a positive quality time with them, but not at the end feel so emotionally drained and upset. You know, we have to take some kind of avenues because we can't avoid negative relationships entirely. But we do have to preserve and support our own emotional health. And whatever you can do to do that, whether it's elimination or reduction of time or placing limits or, you know, whatever you can come up with is what you start to need to think about instituting in your life, having it behaving in that way, taking those interventions and actually doing them rather than just thinking about them. Hmm, that's interesting. That's so true. I like the way you threw that out there because that's the way I need to hear it, you know. Now, who was that? That was Dr. Linda. That was right? Linda, yeah. Dr. Linda. Now, Dr. Shoba, let me ask you this. My husband, he's a news buff, right? And um, after being employed for 911 for many years, being a 911 operator, um, I find news to be very draining. So, what I want to, you know, but with this world that we live in today, I realize that it, it is essential to stay informed. But I want to know how much news should we watch and where do we draw the line? Where should the line, you know, because the news can really make you, you uh, crazy. Let's just put it out there. Paranoid. Delusional. Wow, that... <laughs> <laughs> that that that's a really fantastic question um, because we are so inundated with the news all the time, and much of it is junk. It's junk food and it's junk emotions, and there's nothing you can do about it. And also, being aware of every negative thing that's happening um, doesn't, you know, really promote joy and optimism. The fact of the matter is the news also focuses on, on probably the, you know, uh, one half of one half of one percent of what's going on. Most of what's going on, particularly, you know, in our country, is positive, is good. You know, mm -hmm. that, you know, people always say, well, good news doesn't sell news. So we're going to focus on the fire, the uh, carjacking, the, um, instead of somebody uh, did this lovely favor for somebody else, some uplifting story. So because that's the nature of news, it all tends to be more the negative. You know, I say you limit your consumption. Not that you should be uninformed, but these are toxic substances that you don't need to be ingesting all the time. Uh, you don't need to be up to date on every single thing that's happening. Like here in L.A. where we are, we often have televised car chases. You really don't need to be sitting there watching it. Do you really uh -huh. need to know that there's a car chase on the 405 freeway right now? Is it really affecting your life right this very second if you're not on the road? No. So 
I say, you know, limit the amount of junk that you take in um, because it's only going to fill you up with that and it's going to lead to, to nothing good. Not, not that you should be uninformed. You can scan and see what's going on. You don't have to, be, you don't have to consume all of that because you're just going to end up feeling uh, high-fat emotions. That's so true. That, that, that makes sense. That, that's what I always felt because, you know, I, I follow my gut all the time. And speaking of gut, maybe I'll wait until we come back because we only have a couple minutes. Because um, I want to know what gut belly is. I think I have it. <laughs> but before we go there with the gut belly, we could talk about that when we come back. But uh, Dr. Linda... How can psychological nutrition be used to identify toxic relationships? I know you were telling us a little bit about the seven-day snapshot. Can you take us into our commercial break with that? Most Thank you, yes. What you do is with this seven-day snapshot, it's a very simple kind of, um, abil- kind of exercise where you, where you will actually write down the emotions you experience, what triggered that emotion, and whether it's a high-fat negative or a low-fat positive emotion. And if you do that throughout the day, and then for a period of seven days, you're going to start to see patterns, and you're going to start to know how many high- and low-fat emotions you experience in a day and who or what are causing those, are triggering those, whether it's traffic that makes you feel stress and anxiety, or whether it's your in-laws who never say anything positive to you. Any of these, if you start to see these patterns, it will give you an idea of how you can take charge of your life and limit the negative or toxic relationships and situations. Thank you so much. And once again, we're talking about psychological nutrition. We're going to take another deep breath and a commercial break. And we'll be right back. Don't y'all go nowhere now, you hear? We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. For many years, while employed as a Baltimore County 911 operator, Tamar Neal found herself as the only help available for the caller on the other end of the line. While people experienced life-changing emergencies until the first responders arrived, she received a national diploma in emergency medical dispatch and became a certified relationship expert and multi-award winning author. Her articles have appeared in respected magazines and newspapers, and she's been interviewed by national and local media outlets. Visit TamarNeal.com to purchase her books, find out where she is appearing next, and take advantage of a valuable free gift. Tamar is also available for public speaking and life coaching. You can also receive signed copies of Tamar's books that are available only at the website. Visit T-A-M-A-R-A-Neal.com for more information or call directly at 888-503-1575. Tamar Neal's books are also available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and most bookstores. That's tamarneal.com. 
or call 888-503-1575. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Tamar's Relationship Transformations. To reach Tamar Neal or her guest today, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to relationships at tamarneal.com. That's T-A-M-A-R-A-Neal.com. Now, back to the show. Hey, welcome back, everyone. If you are just joining us, we are having a live interview with Dr. Shoba Screenvassen and Dr. Linda Weinberger. They recently released a book called Psychological Nutrition, which challenges readers to view their emotions through the lens of nutrition. Now, Oh, one thing that I definitely want to ask, Dr. Linda, what are some of the health risks that come along with high-fat relationships? Because I'm sure there's health risks. Oh, most certainly. Um, In these high-fat relationships and toxic relationships, you're going to start to experience a lot of perhaps anger, anxiety, stress. And the body is going to chemically react to that. I think this notion about, uh, you know, Shoba and I as psychologists have always been trained to pay attention to your gut. When your gut is in knots and you're feeling a pain down there, I can assure you that that's not necessarily just psychological. That is also part of the chemicals within your body, the hormones, and uh, the other factors that are being flooded into the system, into your system, that are going to have an impact on your body. Your body can only take so much stress. Your body can only take so much anxiety and anger. And before you know it, you're going to start to have inflammation. You're going to have high blood pressure. You're going to have headaches. This is at minimum. And it can lead to even more physical maladies as a function of too much consumption of these high-fat negative emotions. It really does have a physical health reaction and consequence. Wow. So so, um, with that being said, Dr. Shoba, tell us about the emotional jelly belly. Okay, um, and also going with what Linda was talking about uh, in terms of the reaction of the body to stress, um, the aspect of that has to do with this whole hypothalamic pituitary adrenal access where you know, people often talk about cortisol 
being released. Uh-huh. So you're stressed out, and your body's adaptive mechanism is then um, when you're under periods of stress, evolutionarily, we store fat. So you're stressed, and that's why you store fat, and it also kicks in these hormones and cortisol, and, you know, all of this then ends up leading to weight gain, obesity, um, mood changes. You're, you get more depressed, and for uh, many people, that also leads to fat storage around the abdomen. So all of that are kind of the physical aspects of what stress can do to your, your body and your metabolism and so forth. And what we talk about is the other part of it, which is the emotional aspect, and we call this the distress belly. And that's our theory. And we say that comes about from an ingestion of bad emotions. Okay? We're saying that there's this emotional gut, and the lining of it is really a psychological attitude. And the way that manifests itself, just like you can get a physical belly, you have an emotional jelly belly. What you're doing is you're carrying around what we say is psychological flab. And that weighs you down and really it keeps you from achieving your best. And that, you know, it really is something to go back to what you were saying before about creativity. That, that flab, that distress belly is a de-energizer. You're not going to be alert, engaged, creative. You're going to be more like emotionally constipated and weighed down. So, you know, just like bad eating habits can lead to a physical belly and stress can lead to a physical belly, this is the emotional belly. You know, it's, it's all interact, interactive and interrelated, but um, the bottom line is, you know, pay attention to uh, psychological flab in this uh, emotional jelly belly because it, it's not good. Mm. No, it isn't. No. No, it is not. Now, Dr. Serene Vassett and Dr. Weinberger, um, we have about six minutes left to the show. So what I want you to both do is, is, is um, for both of you to leave something psychologically nutritious and delicious for our audience to take away from the show and Tell us how we can get your books and contact you. We got we got six minutes. Go. Okay. Well, this is Linda. And one of the things we really, um, the aim of this book is not only to make people psychologically more uh, nourished, but also to the point that they can give their life meaning. So that they can have the potential to become and actually see their creative self come to fruition. We want to give people the permission to think big, to look for those big dreams, go after them, and don't let anyone put you down, belittle you, tell you you're delusional or you're grandiose, you're your, your ideas are too much. If you have the will and the desire, you can go out and achieve your full creative potential. And we want to encourage people to do that for themselves as well as to do it for others. And in particular, this is something we are talking about, the feminine divine. 
And I don't know if Shoba's going to want to talk a little bit more about that, but it's really encouraging people to help others see the fruition, the reality of their dreams, to encourage them. We want to leave with this positive note that we can make our lives better and more fulfilled, and we all have that potential. That's so true. That is so true. Now, can you tell us where we can get your books and how we can contact you? Because I believe one of you actually have a, well, just tell us where we can get the books and how we can contact you. Okay. Um, you can, reader, uh, listeners can get the book by going on to Amazon.com uh, or BarnesandNoble.com. And in terms of getting a hold of us, uh, people can um, write to us at um, uh, Shoba at psychologicalnutrition.com or Linda at psychologicalnutrition.com. And we have a website, psychologicalnutrition.com, where they can learn more about us. Yes, I love your website. And I want to thank both of you for joining us today. I mean, as as expected, the two of you were just so informative. And I mean, this book is just put together so well. Um, I encourage everyone to just go out and get the book. And again, I want to thank both of you for joining us. I want to thank everyone for listening to another. Oh, if you missed this episode. If you missed the beginning, you can go back. You can go back and you can listen to this uh, this innocent this uh, episode in its entirety as well as previous episodes. So have no worries there. Um, and again, I want to thank everyone for enjo- for uh, joining us for another exciting episode of. Tomorrow's Relationship Transformations. You know, when I take a lot in, when I get like some really juicy guests on the show, sometimes I like forget I'm the host and I start. (laughs) My mind wanders off. So (laughs) I really enjoyed you, you, you uh, ladies today. I tell you, it's been so informative and I'm keeping my book on my nightstand because, um, (laughs) I want to be able to pick it up and read little dib-dabs. I done cleared myself already, cleared up some some stuff already. I've already changed my diet, just um, <laughs> just reading the book. So go out and get Psychological Nutrition. Thank you for joining us. And don't forget to go to Amazon and purchase those books. We write them so y'all can read them. See you next week on Voice America Empowerment Network at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern. Now y'all come back now, you hear? Thank you for tuning in to Tamar's Relationship Transformation. Please join host Tamar Neal again next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll see you here again next week.